Hey, what's going on everyone? We got our Train Smart episode. We got Dr. Bartz over here and also Alex Bartz from Linked Fit. So in this Train Smart episode, we want to take some time to talk about navigating the credential world. And that means a lot within fitness and wellness and truthfully just the educational side of our industry. But we want to take some time just to talk about, you know, what we have learned over the last couple of years within our our experiences, our career, and what we recommend everyone to do, whether if you're young within your field or your career, or truthfully, you're just looking to expand your horizon. So before we get started, I want to kind of get some, some questions out of Alex, and we'll kind of go back and forth, just usually as what we do in these podcast episodes. So the first question I'm actually just going to ask Alex, are credentials important? Well, first of all, hey, everybody. And I do think credentials are important to an extent, right? I kind of imagine credentials as the supplement to your to your career in a sense. Um, so I definitely think they hold their purpose. And again, I look at them from a supplement perspective. You don't want them to be your only resource but they're there to supplement you whenever necessary yeah i mean that that's so true when it comes into that it's like supplemental factors you know there's a lot out there and are they important 100 percent, you know but some of these things if you're getting a degree in exercise science kinesiology motor control whatever the case may be you're going to potentially learn some of those things but i'm not going to say that you're going to learn everything so that's where those credentials do potentially just come important you know they become a an appropriate thing for you to potentially expand upon is you know we if you've been into our office over here at linked fit and you come in the first thing that you're going to see on that wall is a bookshelf so we have so many different types of books that are from athletic training exercise physiology human body um, biomechanical needs to the anatomy and physiology concerns the nsca strength and conditioning book other anatomy and physiology books, corrective exercise, nutrition books, yoga, there's so much out there. But that's not necessarily saying that it's a credential. But you know, those were books that we acquired just within the field, but also for our degrees. So you know, some of these things that you know, you're seeing within credentials, we've had the luxury and the opportunities to learn these within our master's degree. And even though you learn them in a potentially college setting, these certifications that potentially you might already know about can only just help enhance what you already know or maybe they bring to light something in a different manner or they explain something slightly differently um, that's just going to help assist you with what information you already have access to or the information you already know yeah I mean that definitely it leads into like our second topic is you know selecting the appropriate one and that's where it comes into these methodologies and these systems you know, if you are looking to learn more about performance enhancement, um, athletic training, different diagnostics, uh, principles for an injury, acute injuries, chronic, whatever the case may be, selecting an appropriate one that's going to help you expand your horizon on that. And there's so many great educational platforms out there, educational companies within the fitness and wellness, uh, you know, facets 
that we should be expanding on that. So, you know, seeing what different systems that they're going to be holding, you know, maybe different movements, ways to program differently, ways to evaluate your clients and, and your patients a little bit differently. But, you know, there's a lot that goes into selecting the appropriate one. We just, we definitely need to do our homework when it comes into selecting our credentials. I think when you are looking to get a credential, I think it's important for you to first understand why. Um, is it for, you know, a job? Is it for a particular population you want to work with? What's kind of the end result with this credential? Um, so I think it's important to understand what population you're getting ready to work for, what your job, what your career is. That way it can better help kind of decipher and kind of weed out what would be a more ideal or a better suited certification, CEU, whatever it might be, um, help kind of navigate what would be the best option for you because um, these things are not cheap by any means. So I think it's important to do your research, do your homework on what the certification is about, what the continued education, what it requires out of you and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, it definitely brings me up into like the one one side that I wanted to bring up was you mentioned the why, which is, is great, but there's so much that we need to kind of look at when it comes into just selecting the appropriate one. You know, when, that's the first one. When we look at when, where, why, how. Well, when is it? Is it gonna be a virtual aspect? Is it going to be, um, uh, let's say at a conference? Is it gonna be, what day is it basically is kind of like the big thing that you want to look at is where as well. So where is it going to be held at? Like I mentioned earlier, virtually, is it online? Do you actually have to go somewhere in person? So these are the things that potentially you just need to pay attention to. And just coming from my experiences within the field for credentials itself, I have traveled. I've spent a good amount of money. I know Alex has as well, just trying to upgrade different philosophies within our toolbox so that we can use them for our clients. So I've traveled um, across the, the United States just to get them. You know, you got to get travel um, expenses. You got to go to the hotel. You got to eat your food that you don't potentially have. So there's so much that goes into that. But, you know, asking yourself, why is that third one? You know, why are we doing it? What is the sole purpose and the rationale of getting that credential? Are you getting it just because you heard it was cool? Are you a big follower of some big organization and you just want to, you know, learn more from them? You know, these are all great things, but, you know, really expand upon that, you know, write down these things. And I think the more that you actually write them down, it gets you to think a little bit more. And that last one I want to talk about is how, like, how is this going to happen? What do you have to do? Is it a two day event? Do you have to do a pre kind of, um, Pre, I don't want to say questionnaire, but a pre pre clinic, a pre course, um, you know, study material. Do you have to read a book before you have to go do it? Do you have to watch a video before you do it? You have to attend, say, an eight to a five um, day for a Saturday and Sunday, and then you actually have to take a final examination for that. I've seen many different features when it comes into how the components and the structure and the outline is laid out for credentials but we all should know what these are going to be. 
but before I move on, I'll, you know, I'll let Alex kind of touch up on a couple more things. No, like I said, I think at the end of the day, when you are looking to get a certification or a specific credential behind your name, like I said, we talked about it again and again, doing your homework. Um, is this credential, is the certification going to be practical to, to your job, to your clientele? I think those are really super important questions to ask yourself of exactly, again, broken record, but why are you getting these things? Um, and I think with that, you need to consider recertification. Some of them do have recertification processes, depending on the organization. Some are a one-and-done shop. Um, so whether it is a recertification type credential, um, what else are you doing amongst that to be able to hold your credential from year to year or whatever the time frame may be? Also, if it's a one-and-done kind of credential, what are you doing after um, that certification or that CEU to continue education expanding in that field? Um, is there new literature? Is there new research? I think making sure you're finding the evidence-based practices with that. Yeah, I mean, definitely within the recertification process can be expensive. It just it depends on the organization. Um, you know, I am a part of many different organizations when it comes into just, I guess, a certified personal trainer, a strength and conditioning coach, a corrective exercise specialist. And as Alex mentioned, you know, some of them I don't have to recertify. It was a one-time thing. But, you know, those were continuing education units. So then I end up kind of getting those credits that I can use to recertify for my CSCS or my CPT. But, you know, it is important to look at that recertification process. Is it a three-year time frame? Is it $100? Is there discounts that you get? How many credits do you actually have to complete in order to get it? Um, I'm a big supporter of the NSCA, so if you're not familiar with the NSCA, the National Strength and Conditioning Association, and there's different types of, you know, asterisks that come behind your credential, you know, distinction, are you putting more work into it, are you writing articles for them, are you participating in, you know, the NSCA clinics and the courses and the conferences that they hold, so you know, just be mindful when you are going through this recertification process, what it's like. And I honestly do believe a lot of coaches and a lot of personal trainers bypass that. They don't, they don't really think about it. You know, some, I have talked to many coaches and they're like, wait, I have to recertify? I'm like, yeah, you didn't know that? So it's something you should definitely be mindful of when you get into that portion of your three-year, your two-year time frame. And I think just kind of like a side note is when kind of going back up to, you know, hey, which is the right certification for me or right credentials for me is asking around. Ask your fellow teammates, ask other coaches in the industry, you know, use your networking abilities to kind of see what would be best options for you in the direction or the field that you're going into. Because again, there are a number of organizations that have a number of certifications um, are for you to be credentialed in. So I think it's important to network and kind of ask the questions of, hey, is this going to be worth my time, worth my money, in order to, you know, hey, is there an advantage to getting the certification? Are you going to get more income once you get the certification? Are you going to get a pay bump? Um, so what are some other perks that could lead to getting potential certain 
credentials or certifications. Yeah, I mean, it's just using the content at the end of the day when it comes into, you know, having a certification or getting a credential and navigating that world. You you want to be able to use that information. And, you know, I've, I've had the ability and I've had the honor of just, you know, completing many different courses, many different credentials. And I've used that to make my own system. And that's what I, you know, love kind of being within the world that I live in within strength and conditioning and personal training is, you know, utilizing all that content and that knowledge. You know, there were scholars and researchers before my time that have done the diligence of doing research and all of that, but making this possible, you know, doing their their publications, their authorships, you know, writing things down into documentation so that we can use this, which really kind of leads into our next topic, which truthfully, it just, it makes you kind of reconsider the whole credential world a little bit. We're not necessarily telling people to, to bypass it. It's, it's one of those good things to definitely look into, but there's other educational components besides just a credential. And, you know, I'll mention just one of them and I'll let Alex kind of jump in here but looking at literature when you look at just the credential world how do you think that they came up with all this information it's because you know they came into the world they read all the literature and then they kind of mapped it out and really put into the works of what they believe is going to be the beneficiary of that so it's like they kind of just read it okay this is what i am actually this is what i believe it kind of says so looking at the research on your own, you know, if you want to learn more about, you know, strength and conditioning or evaluations, look up evaluations on your end from PubMed, Sports Discus, whatever the case may be, is you look it up so that you can learn more from it. Well, and I think too, when it comes into the literature, an interesting kind of 360 is you're getting a certification and credential, but in order to get that credential, there's content, right? So each organization has built out content for you to learn from. And they're teaching you based on the literature. So again, not that we want you to skip getting a certification, but you can read the exact same literature that's gonna be found in your credentials um, on your own, doing your own research, um, continuing to look at that evidence-based practice application of it. And I think another big thing are, is practical application. Um, so it's great huge. to get all the certifications in the world, um, but if you can't actually apply the information, um, what's the point? So being able to get, you know, kind of tactical, hands-on approach within your field. So whatever your industry is, whether it's personal training, um, group exercise, you know, whatever it might be, getting hands-on experience in your industry or in your particular field is going to be super, super important. Yeah, I mean, it brings up some stories on my end. Is this, I've I've met coaches, I've met personal trainers that have the world of their certifications. They had five different ones behind their name. It looked amazing. But, you know, Alex brings up a great point. They had no practical application towards any of that content. So when it came into the actually the processing of it and the programming and carrying out those procedures, they had no clue what the fuck to do. So though that's huge. It's like you can have all the credentials in the world, but you gotta make sure you know how to use it. If you don't know how to use it, it it truly it doesn't mean it means jack shit. Well and I think too kind of pigging off of that, um, again, you can read the textbook, you can pass an exam because you've 
read the information, you obtain the information. But again, being able to apply that to an actual human is very different. Um, as much as we want to be textbook savvy, um, people who come in usually don't present with just one specific, this is exactly what the textbook wrote. Well, we see this plus that plus a little bit of this. So being able to apply all different domains in there um, is going to be helpful when you are working with somebody. Yeah, I mean, that, that's huge. I mean, that, that honestly, that's truly a huge point. And I'm happy Alex brought that up is because you need to learn how to apply the information. You know, if you're familiar with just our philosophy over here and our pillars of the education, it's explore, obtain, and apply the information. You know, we, we need to, to get that real world experience. And, you know, you probably have heard the 10,000 hour rule. I'm not big on necessarily, oh, I have 10,000 hours. I, I'm not going to have it. Like, Alex, do you know how many hours that you have totaled uh, in your career? Like, I can't even, I don't even keep track of it. Like, yeah, it's like at this point, you know, I've, I've just done my diligence of, you know, doing what I believe is appropriate for my field and learning as much as I can. So I don't say that I have as many hours. I don't know. I mean, I could tell you it's well over 10,000 hours, well over just throughout the 15 years that I've had. But we just need to make sure to learn as much as we can. But you know, look at all the other information, go into conferences, looking at networking opportunities, you might actually have an opportunity to, to go into a mentorship with somebody, you might have an externship, you might have an internship, um, you know, looking at other books, like there's so much more than just getting a credential. And, you know, I'm not saying that these are the bad things to do, but just look beyond what the credential world is saying. So that's why I'm saying navigate outside of the world of credentials. And uh, kind of adding to that, big kind of concept or big kind of takeaway is, again, it's important to have those credentials. They can be a great resource for you. And again, we really want to make sure we don't say, hey, don't get them because I have a number of them and that can be the last one. Um, but again, um, utilizing it to their full potential. Kind of know and have a true, we talk about real coaching, what's the real conversation with your acceptance into a particular certification what are you going to gain from it what um what are those different aspects to it so kind of your who what where when why always ask yourself those questions um because it's cool to get all those things but again if you're not going to apply them then what's the point um but keep doing the literature keep doing the certifications again it's not a stopping stone there um, but consider expanding in different avenues too. There's more to this field than just credentials. Yeah, and, and that leads to my last takeaway of just this whole episode. Don't just get a credential to put something behind your name. Don't just get it for the letters. You know, I, I, I did that early in my career and I'll call myself out, I don't care. But you know, when I was early in my career, career i wanted to learn as much as possible you know i was a chaser yeah 100 percent. like i was chasing those credentials you know like i heard that you know all this stuff information i get money and everything but you know i was just i was in it for the credential and putting it behind my my name and don't get me wrong like i was obtaining the information you know and i was applying it but truthfully at the end of the day like people don't really give a shit about like, oh, I got this credential behind, oh, I got this credential behind, oh, I got this credential. Your clients don't give a shit about well, your credential. They also don't know what they mean. They just see letters, numbers, and sure, it looks really cool. Unless you're explaining to them, hey, here's how I can help you. 
again, it's building that rapport with your clientele to help build that trust and that kind of empathetic mindset when you're working with your clients. They feel as they can, no matter what credentials you have, they can trust you and kind of confide in you with their health and wellness. Yeah, I mean, and a big thing that even comes with just, I guess, the world of, you know, marketing and advertising for the fitness industry, you know, referrals go a long way. You know, a lot of times your your current clients will will recommend you if they believe what it is. You know, I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, I've had like previous clients that have been like, oh, they're a CSCS. And I, I'm like, oh, wow, you know what that is? We're like, well, you told me. I'm like, all right. But, you know, it's it's coming from that. You never really had someone that's just like, oh, they're a CSCS. You should definitely go see them. Like, no, they're like, oh, they're a great personal trainer. Oh, they're a great coach. You should go see them. So like, that little difference, like people don't just necessarily recommend you're a certified individual. And that's why they're working with you. They hope that you are. And definitely if you are an outsider listening to this episode, it is very important for people to have that basic certification in personal training or strength and conditioning. And I beg you, I beg you to definitely ask whoever you are working with that you have hired as a coach, as a trainer, whatever title you want to give them, ask them if they have their certification. Because we talked about that recertification process. You would be shocked and surprised how many do not recertify and this just becomes a liability and insurance perspective that's that's why truthfully when you get into liability insurance for the health and fitness industry your insurance actually like they you need to have that certified personal training certification and if you don't there's a high chance that you potentially if you try to sue someone that they're not going to cover you anymore because you aren't credentialed i think this is also really important and i don't know if we clarified this in the beginning of this podcast, but there is an important distinction depending on your role, your job, your credential, whatever field you're in, there are some credentials that you will be required to have. And if, for example, we use personal training. If you are getting into the personal training business, um, some companies are going to require, you should be required to hold a personal training certification um, from you know, one of the, I would say, leaders in the industry. So I think that's important to note, too, that there is a difference between kind of, I don't want to use the word required certifications versus, you know, extra. Like specialties. Specialties, thank you. I was trying to think of the word to use. So I think there's important notes to clarify the difference between them. Um, If you're going to work as a strength coach, you should probably have your strength and conditioning. Um, if you're going to work with privately with clients, you should probably have your personal training. Um, if you're, nutrition, if you're going to be working with nutrition, you should have hopefully a nutrition certification. If not, um, are a registered dietitian, making sure you're going through all that work. Um, well, you know, the list goes on. So there are a few requirements that you should hold and continue to recertify, um, to hold kind of legitimacy in the industry. Um, but there are some specialty ones that you can be like, eh, you know, again, consider why you're getting them. Um, but there are a few, and I think it's important to kind of differentiate between the two. Absolutely. If that makes sense. Oh, 100%. If I got my point across. I mean, that, and it, it means a lot, you know, just to kind of wrap things up, you know, are credentials important? They are. 
you know, you, some of the things you're going to learn in a, in a college degree, some things you, you know, you might have the coach that is just a certified personal trainer and they have a degree in accounting, which, you know, hey, it is what it is. But, you know, so they get their credentials so that they can learn a little bit more about it. But, you know, staying within the scope of practice, you know, if you're a doctor, if you're a physical therapist, a uh, physician, you know, there's some kind of restrictions on what you can do. But, you know, credentials kind of help elevate that game a little bit, but we want to make sure that we select the appropriate one. You know, there's so much out there coming into just the world of fitness and wellness. So doing your homework, you know, asking other people, going to these conferences, but doing other educational components as well, you know, besides just your credential, you know, do your homework, read, read articles. There's so many great scholars out there, so many great coaches and personal trainers that have articles that they publish on a regular basis that does use a citation manager. They, you know, they use different types of literature to kind of help support their claims. But in the end of the day, don't just get it for the letters. Use it for its purpose so that you can expand your client's approach and their outcome that they desire. And at the end of the day too, um, like I said, utilize these for your toolbox. You know, we're trying to make this industry more and more legit um, because in the world we live in today, there's everyone all of a sudden has become a fitness expert. So you can take advantage of utilizing these certifications to set yourself apart. But again, like Dane mentioned, it's not about just getting them to have letters behind your name and to be and look sound cool. It's utilizing them for their purpose and to better this industry. Yeah, 100%. But, you know, we hope everyone learned a little bit of something within this uh, episode of Train Smart, you know, navigating the credential world. Um, if you guys have any questions, always feel free to reach out to us. Um, it's always a pleasure to jump on and, and record some content that we believe needs to have a purpose within the, the field of fitness and wellness. But we are out of here. We hope everyone has a good time and we look forward to our next episode. Until then. See ya.